promotion is worth so much more than the money. Content is still king. Social media is completely your brand. The social media is acting as a catch net. Welcome back to the Burstamo Music Marketing Podcast. In this episode, we are talking about all of the mistakes that we see musicians making. We literally see so many new emerging artists every single month. So we've got a dossier of mistakes that we see artists making. So we've picked the best ones to cover mm -hmm. in this podcast. So <laughs> Such a negative where, start, where do we start? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Um, I think the first thing, always is expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our listeners haven't actually released yet um, and are taking in our content and other music marketing content to learn basically and prepare for that first release. And I think everyone's expectations are always yeah. so yeah. much higher than they should be because every everyone thinks their music's amazing. Mm -hmm. like, let's be honest, you're, you're yeah. not gonna create music that you think is awful. Yeah. So you expect everyone else to absolutely love it and want to take the time to listen. Absolutely, yeah. But if that was the case, everyone would have their music out there being listened to, but it's not the case. There are four million tracks on Spotify that have never been heard. Yeah, I think also you compare yourself to like the top, the artists who are making it, and you don't realize what is happening behind the scenes and you only ever see the finished product. I think yeah. that's another Gary Vee product, uh, product. It's another Gary Vee quote, yeah. but it's so true. The fact that you're only seeing like the, the, the finished product and you don't see all the work that goes in before yeah. it makes you think that you can achieve that in a couple of days and think that things are gonna happen overnight. Mm. And another thing, that makes people have too high expectations is not realizing how many of the emerging artists followers and streams are just fake mm -hmm. and it makes you feel a bit inadequate because you're just seeing an emerging artist have a hundred thousand followers and like 500 likes on every post and then you look at the comments and actually if you look at it closely mm. it's not real at all yeah. but it, for those who don't look at it closely they can feel a bit inadequate mm. um i think the overall sort of umbrella for that one is comparing yourself to others yeah and it's so difficult not to because you want to judge how successful you are so to do that you have to compare yourself to others but in those early stages it's the most toxic thing mm. because you end up doing everything to compete. Mm -hmm. And as an artist, there's no need to. You're yeah. the only person you're really competing against is yourself. You you want to compete with yourself to say how many pe how many people can I grow my fan base by? How many streams can I get this month? You're you're competing with yourself rather than anyone else. Obviously if you're you're looking at charting number 1 and you're in the charts, yeah, you're competing with others. Mm -hmm. But in the early stages, there's no point competing with other people and yeah. comparing yourself because you're just going to end up just it's so toxic you're going to mm. end up hating the the game entirely yeah and if you focus too much on these established artists as well you tend mm. to take the wrong type of inspiration in order to grow your music mm. and i say this a lot in my videos as well just uh, people look to established artists to find out what made them successful, see their last three or four Instagram posts and think mm. that's the secret to success. Yeah. And what I want to do is replicate that and act big and then fool these new mm. potential followers into thinking that I am big. But what's actually happened is the new followers have gone there for a a different reason they heard about you before they hit the Instagram page mm. so there's no point in just trying to look big and you end up missing out on all those potential 
uh, new followers who enjoy discovering new artists. Yeah. Uh, there's there's no thing as there's no such thing as faking it till you make it in this industry no. because yeah, you can buy followers, you can buy streams, you can buy likes, you can literally buy anything online that you want to. At the end of the day, if you play a gig and you've bought all these things, nobody is going to turn up. Yeah. If you go to a major label, they're going to look at your Instagram and be like, you have 100,000 followers and you don't get a comment on your post. We're not going to sign you. Yeah. They're going to look at your streams. They're going to look at the stats on Spotify for artists, see that there's a spike or see that you're on fake playlists. All things like that, you're doing it only to harm yourself. Yeah. You're playing a game of, oh, I want to look big to my usually your friends mm-hmm. um, or to influential people in the industry. But influential people in the industry know when someone's faking it. Yeah. I mean, how many submissions do you look through on the, on the Burstamo website when they all come through and they say i might single reach a hundred thousand i've got a total of a million streams on mm. all of my tracks and you look and they're just fake yet you say what are your expectations what do you want us to achieve and they say well i'm at a million mm. so i want you to get me five million yeah when they've actually got nothing they've got no social media engagement all of their streams are fake you they might as well come to us with yeah. zero streams and is it because they believe yeah. that those million streams are real or is it because they're trying to act bigger than they yeah. are and manipulate the system into thinking that we can like pull five million streams out of nowhere for yeah. them? I think it's really, it's really ironic how every single inquiry we get, every single negative comment we get about sort of, I've done this, these are my successes. Mm. 99% of the time they faked it uh, and yeah. this is what I mean when I say it's toxic because I think it does get to a point where you start to believe it yeah. because if you bought followers and you pay for likes and you pay for views on YouTube anything like that it does get to a point where you you sort of do believe they're yeah. real yeah. Um, and then the only time you're ever going to get that realization that they're not is when you play live or when you try to sell mm-hmm. an actual physical product. And that is what it's all down to. Yeah. You're only going to get signed to a major label if you can actually get sales. Yeah. Your own, and that's through tickets, merch. You have to get brand collaborations and brands aren't going to sponsor you if you've got fake engagement. All of those sort of things, the people that are faking it are just making an absolute mug of themselves. Yeah. And trust me, if you have managed to get 100,000 real followers, you don't have time to comment on our on our no, content you really don't. you're so bombarded with notifications and mm. dms or the fact that you're just so successful you've got gig after gig after show mm. tours festivals you don't have time to go and comment negative things mm. on instagram so uh, you do need to kind of know where you're at mm. and also just kind of like know that you have to be building constantly mm-hmm. and taking advantage to all those people that enjoy finding a new artist. Yeah, I think that's really important as well. It's um, sort of the follower you do have and the fan base you do have is taking advantage of that and not constantly looking to get more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to have more fans, but I think way too often artists treat those followers as numbers or the streams as numbers and if they're organic and they are real that is yeah. amazing because i think there are some artists that have 500 followers on instagram and they sort of brush it aside and they're constantly mm-hmm. looking to put out ads they're constantly trying to get more people yeah. and they're not actually engaging with that 500 if you have 500 truly engaged followers you can sell out a really good gig mm-hmm. and that's amazing a lot of I, I know a lot of artists that have thousands and thousands of followers that couldn't do that yep. so focus more on engaging that audience that are there and then you can sell literally anything to them you can sell your music you can 
sell merchandise, you can sell tickets, and that's a, a truly engaged audience, which if you took to a major label, they'd be a lot more impressed with rather than hundreds of thousands that aren't engaged at all. Yeah, and trust me, you will never be happy with the number of followers you've got. You'll never be happy with the number of streams number of streams you've got. We get inquiries, Spotify inquiries, from artists, which we go to the about section. It's filled with Spotify official playlists. Mm. And we say, what do you want from us? Is it mm. the social media? Do you, want, do you want us to work on the social media and help you grow your brand? They say, no, we want, we want more Spotify streams. Mm. We're on 10 million at the moment. We want more. How do we get more? Mm. And... That is crazy to me. The fact that we've got an audience who could only dream of having 10 million. But from our experience and knowing that what happens in your head when you hit, we hit 10K followers on our, on our Instagram, mm. we're thinking about the 50K. Like, mm. that's what happens. You're always wanting more. It's the same with money, same with streams, same with followers. It's just human nature. It's in our brains to want more. Yeah. I think that the main mistakes we do see from artists is usually on social media, purely mm. because... Artists know how to make music. That's what you yeah. specialize in. But like the content creation just feels so outside of your skill set for the majority of you. So the, the main mistakes we do see that obviously frustrate us because we do it daily and we kind of understand what artists should be doing and what we want to see from an artist. Mm. But all you're kind of looking at is established artists and their content strategy doesn't work for emerging artists. It just doesn't. If you look at the 1975's account right now, it's a mix between promotional videos for their latest release, um, their merch, literally just a picture of a t-shirt mm -hmm. and then press shots. If you did that as an unheard of artist on a debut release, no one would care. Mm -hmm. No one would engage. So I think understanding that you're not at that level and focusing more on a content strategy that will work for you as an emerging artist mm. is so important. It's the same for live shows as well. They're mm. like, how many uh, artists do we go to see? And they, yeah, they've sold out a small venue yeah. and then they finish playing and they like waltz off as if they are the 1975 yeah. and you never see them again. Yeah. When really you should be stood by the merch stand mm. trying to sell just one single t-shirt that might mm. pay for your taxi home. Like, that is the life. You have to be thankful for everyone who showed up because if you go and speak to one person, that one person mm -hmm. will feel like they know you. They'll watch your Instagram story and go, I've met that person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send it to someone else. I always send my friends content from people that I like. And it, it's not necessarily the best content. Like yeah, it's, I'm not mean. sending it for the quality. I'm sending it because I've had some kind of connection which makes mm -hmm. me feel like it's better content than it is. So having a connection with your audience is just stronger than you can ever yeah. imagine. I guess it's the same as sort of like not faking it, but not being embarrassed to be small. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's normal. it holds so many people back. It's, I guess it's the same with everything. When you first start off, you're not going to be amazing at it. You're not going to have an audience. You're not going to have people supporting you. Mm -hmm. And that's completely fine. Like your music isn't going to be the best possible it, it can be the best possible quality your content isn't going to be you're not going to really have anyone that cares mm. so this is your chance to sort of experiment this is your chance to you can even make a bit of a fool of yourself because mm -hmm. no one's going to see it yeah i think it's your chance to sort of just give it a go throw yourself in mm -hmm. um 
and you will get the results because in the early stages of our content, we were so embarrassed. Yeah. Now we walk around, like we walk into the office, we walk down the street yeah. holding a phone, talking to it and yeah. we don't care anymore. You get past the point of caring when you have the audience, mm. which is stupid because there's no difference in it. Yeah. On the subject of experimentation, one of yeah. the things I find artists do is this is again taking inspiration from established artists. We see them get some traction in one genre and then change genre yeah. as if they've like, oh, we got bored of that. Oh, we just want to give some variation to our current fans. Mm -hmm. Like variation to your thousand fans. Really put out 50 songs that all sound the same, but are mm -hmm. bangers. That's what I would mm -hmm. do. And just get those streams up, get sharing. And then when you're huge and doing stadium tours, then you can experiment on different genres. Mm -hmm. But if you found something that works, then that is golden. You don't know how many artists are out there that just can't get above a thousand streams. Mm -hmm. if, when you find that thing that works, keep going for it don't worry about your songs sounding similar people come back for it because that's what they wanted mm -hmm. to hear i think if you think about your favorite band if you do listen to their early material their songs sound exactly the same mm -hmm. the arctic monkeys early material i'm sorry they sounded exactly yeah. the same the 1975 green day all people like that their songs were pretty similar yeah, yeah. um and there's no there's no harm in that if, if you enjoy creating that music and it does so happen it sounds kind of similar that's the easiest way to grow an audience. Um, but it's interesting that you said releasing like 50 singles all sound the same. I think that's a, a large mistake we see. Um, the release format. Mm -hmm. um, we've done a full podcast on this that we'll link below about kind of the best release strategy, how to release music. But we always say singles. Um, but no matter how often we say that, artists will still come to us wanting us to promote a full album. And it's so difficult as an emerging artist to get an album and get fantastic mm. results because that's an hour of someone's yeah. time that they have to take to listen to that and if you right now listening think about the last album you listened to it will be an established artist no one really on the first time they've discovered an artist listens to a full album so it's really important that in these early stages you focus on those singles develop your audience with every single one rather than chucking it all out yeah. in one album release. But we've done a, a full podcast on it, which goes into more detail about the best formats to release it in, what you can release alongside it, so you don't lose that kind of storytelling of an album. Um, but I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, that's um, everything. I don't think this was too negative, <laughs> but those are just a few mistakes that we're seeing artists do. If you think you can think of any others, make sure to let us know, put it in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, um, and we'll be back soon with another one.